We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for October 9th, 2023. Uh, next report, this probably this part won't be that long, um, but we're switching gears. And I saw this today. This was a this was one of the lead reports on Drudge after the Israeli war. Okay, and it's this picture of Madonna, and they're giving the impression that this was like one week apart, and um it totally doesn't even look like the same person i mean it looks like somebody i mean totally different new pictures of madonna and madonna released this picture new pictures of madonna and i say i here's what i'm saying before and after an adrenochrome feeding okay because i've seen pictures of hillary clinton where she looks like the wicked witch of the west the old hag on her last leg she's gonna kick the bucket any second and then you see her later and she's totally rejuvenated refreshed she looks totally different she looks like she's just you know aged regressed 30 years this is what this looks like to me uh so anybody at that high level in hollywood is an adrenochrome feeder i mean it's pretty much a given we've talked a lot about adrenochrome you can key it in in the keyword search box where they get it from little terrorized children and this is what they do um why and also why is it that the most satanic people from the entertainment world and the music industry have no problem wearing and covering themselves with quote christian crosses you ever wonder that like you see the most wicked people in hollywood and here this picture of madonna the expanded picture you see she's got just these christian crosses all around her neck she's got one, two, three, four, five. And then she's got a big one in the middle. So a total of six crosses. Why is it if that is such a wonderful Christian symbol, would a Luciferian who drinks children's blood have no problem wearing multiple, multiple, multiple Christian crosses? And I've seen this over and over and over with so all kind of people in Hollywood. Um, here's another one, Little Wayne. Um, he's wearing his little hat. Now he's got an upside down cross and a, an irregular cross. He's trying to integrate them both. They're starting to be introduced into fashion, the upside down cross, which is more overt. But they also, most of the time you'll see them out in public, they'll be wearing a Christian cross. And you have to wonder, we're going to be looking at that. Now, Madonna, um, it says it sparks concerns after her painful new snaps as she looks completely different. Madonna, who is 65, Looks very different as she prepares for the celebration tour. Now, I understand you can say, oh, there's lighting and there's filters and there's makeup and all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that can only get you so far. And these two people, I mean, she looks like a freak in this picture. I mean, she looks like she's drugged out, whacked out of her mind, horrible plastic surgery. Um, it looks like a totally different person. She looks like she's in her 20s. In this per in this picture here, the 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 one that I believe they're they're giving the impression that it was like a week before this was taken. Okay, she looks like a woman in her twenties in her prime. Okay, and in this next one, she looks just horrible. And I don't mean because your age you look horrible. I'm just saying you, you look at it yourself. She looks like she is like. In outer space, la-la land, whacked out, weird, freaky, just weird look, okay? And 
I think they put out pictures like this by design on purpose to kind of throw it in your face. Her her skin also in the expanded view where she's wearing all these crosses, her skin looks totally different. Her skin in this picture looks like that of the skin of a 20-year-old woman in her prime. The skin a week later does not look that way. Okay? And I don't want to say this like, oh, I'm being judgmental. I'm saying you can judge for yourself. You can look at these pictures for yourself. And I think you'll see what I'm I'm talking about here. And And in the expanded view, you see all these supposed Christian crosses around her neck. Now, I think they also do this for the shock value. She'll show up on stage and she'll look like this 20s, this person in their 20s. And they'll be like, oh, look at the transformation. She must be feeling a lot better. It doesn't quite work that way, you know? Um, And then it shows a picture of Lil Wayne, one of the most demonic uh, devil rappers that's ever walked the planet. I've seen pictures of him going full slits in both eyes. And he's wearing a hat. One side of it has a Christian cross, the upright, and then the, the other side has an upside down. And then... It has a pyramid in the middle, and underneath the pyramid it says UNIF, like unify. Like we need to unify Christianity and Satanism because Satanism is represented by the upside down cross, and um, it shows you how they're incorporating it into fashion. I I could have posted probably a thousand pictures of celebrities and people like this, and I'm talking just going after the ones that are more uh, overtly demonic, like rock stars and them wearing rappers rock stars people in hollywood wearing obscene amounts of christian crosses okay well i did a teaching in 2008 called the cross of christ versus the accursed tree part one two and three i give you the links here and um i'm just going to give you a little bit about the teaching and then we're going to talk about this more because I think I need to revisit this again. In this study, we will look at the differences between the cross of Christ and the accursed tree of the Bible. The cross symbol in various forms has been used both as religious as a religious symbol and as an ornament from the dawn of man's civilization. Various objects dating back from periods long before the Christian era have been found marked with crosses of different designs in almost every part of the old world. And, and these were pagan societies doing this. They were pagans using the cross long before, just like Saturnalia, it was always known way before Christ was ever crucified that that was the birth of the sun god, Tammuz, and that was on, on December 25th. It was the birth of the sun god, Tammuz, not the birth of the son of God of the Bible. But see, the Catholic Church just went in, did a little switcheroo, the pagans knew better that came into the Catholic Church, but the Christians didn't. And that's one of the ways that the Catholic Church brought in the pagans into their religion. They they Christianized so many of the pagan holidays. But that doesn't, you know, mean they were good. <laughs> you know, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So, um, this cross symbol was found in Scandinavia as the Tau cross symbolized by the hammer of God, the God Thor. In Hinduism, the vertical shaft represents the higher uh, celestial states of being and the horizontal bar represents the lower earthly states. 
In historic times, a human would be sacrificed and hung on a cross just the same way the many Christians in the Christian churches depict it today. The sacrifice would later be chopped to pieces. His blood and pieces of flesh were widely distributed and buried to encourage crop fertility. Okay, so that's the way the pagans used the cross. They would kill somebody on it, they would crucify them, and then they would chop them up and they would bury the chopped body parts in the ground as a offering to their fertility gods. And these were fertility gods that the land would be fertile. Okay, so this is the way these things were done before Jesus was crucified. Going way, way back. Now, let's go further. Um, the first crucifixion scenes didn't even appear in Christian art until the 7th century by, guess who? The Catholic Church. The original cross symbol was in the form of the Tau cross, um, and it was so named because it later looked like the Tau or the letter T. Okay, that was the first cross. The Catholic Church copied and later modified the symbol from the pagan Druids who made crosses in the form to represent the Tau God, T-A-U is how that's spelled. This was done so that those who worship this pagan god Tao would come into the Catholic death cult. Like I said, that's how they um, recruited people. So, some Bible verses. Acts 17, 29 and 30. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the Godhead, meaning like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we ought not to think the Godhead is like unto gold or silver or stone graven by art and man's device because that's isn't that kind of what it's representative of like oh christianity this is the this is a symbol of jesus type thing but we're not we're not to think that the god has like a gold silver stone or graven by art or man's device next verse in the times of this ignorance god winked at meaning god like he kind of forgave it he winked at it he he was like, okay, I'll give you a pass because you were ignorant of it, okay? But now, once you're educated, once you know better, essentially, commandeth all men everywhere to repent. So if you have a cross, you need to get rid of it. Stop wearing it is what it would tell you to do. You want more Bible verses? Well, here we go. Exodus 20, 4 through 5. It's the second commandment. It's the one the Catholics take out of their Catholic Ten Commandments and they split like the tenth and two. So they still have Ten Commandments, but they take this one out. Literally, that's what they do. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth below or that is in the water underneath. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. And the Catholics will have their like crucifix out and people will, will literally go down and bow down and all this other stuff. I mean, they're, they're more, they're more overt in the Catholic, you know, death cult. Deuteronomy 21 verses 22 and 23. If any man have committed a sin worthy of death, that he might be put to death and thou hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night upon the tree but thou shalt in any wise bury him that day for he that is hanged basically on a tree okay is accursed of god and that that the land be not defiled so evidently if you let him hang on the tree the land would become defiled 
which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. Now you could say, well, yeah, well, that doesn't, what does that have to do with Jesus or whatever, the cross? Well, it has this to do with it. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Where does it say that? The verse I just read in Deuteronomy 21, 22 and 23, the Old Testament. That's what it's hearkening back to. So this is the exact same application. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. That's what they did with Jesus. That's how they would, would uh, term it, the crucifixion, okay? That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So to me, this is a pretty big deal. It's not just some superfluous thing that I have the option of doing or not doing. I don't want to see any of my listeners bringing a curse on themselves or, or you know, through something like this. Now, let's go further. Here's a whole book written on this subject. It's called The History of the Cross, The Pagan Origin and Idolatrous Adoption and Worship of the Image. Now, my three-part teaching goes into this far further, and I give you the links there, but I'm just going to give you a little bit here. This was written by a guy named... Uh, Henry Dana Ward, uh, History of the Cross, The Pagan Origin and the Idolatrous Adoption and Worship of the Image. Book description, as many have suspect, has suspected, there is much more to the true authentic history of the Christian religion than what we'd originally been told. Some claims regarding the church's history are accurate, some are not. The most extreme claims against Christianity come from the atheist camp, obviously, but this book is completely different. It comes from a devout Christian Henry Dana Ward, a believer in Christ who backs himself up with scholarly research and facts, why then was this book written as if it goes against traditional beliefs and acceptance? Well, again, the traditions of man have made the word of God of none effect. And a lot of the traditions of men, well, then Jesus Christ said that last verse that I just said, the traditions of men have made the word of God of none effect. Who said that, Jesus? And um, who, what institution has been the chiefest and has done the most from a satanic effort to bring in the traditions of men to corrupt and leaven the Christian church, the Catholic church, which is, they were the ones that brought this in. So that really shouldn't surprise us. Um, it is because the traditional beliefs surrounding the cross and its worship are wrong. It took time for us to eventually accept the cross in its current form and to worship it. And according to Ward, the guy that wrote the book, this was a pagan symbol and should never have been adopted. Idols were not to be um, worshipped by the earliest Christians. And the cross was no exception to this rule. Not worshipping the cross is consistent with early Christianity and it is not heretical. Its lack of worship is part of Christianity's foundational beliefs and, it is, and its exclusion should be part of the religion's current structure. According to Ward, revering the cross is based on lies, deception, and ignorance. Ward shows how the lies began, who spread them, how and why they did it. Okay, so I went down and I looked at a couple reviews of this book. It was like 4.6 stars out of 5. I think one person gave it a one star probably because they didn't like what they heard. This one guy said, he's verified purchase. Um, he says, challenging accepted beliefs in its time. This previously banished book. Oh, imagine that. It's previously banished. 
has not been in print since 1871 and has been apparently reproduced from a single remaining copy. Well, if you were Satan, you'd want to get rid of this information as well. It's been out of print since 1871 because it's not popular. There's a lot of stuff I've covered in this ministry that's like this. That's like super, super kind of obvious if you do some digging, but it's not popular and you'll never hear it in a 501c3 church. Typically, they're a seminary or cemetery brainwashed. And I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just saying the seminary, for the most part, you know, they can really teach you some bad doctrine. Not saying it's all bad, but it only takes a little leaven to leaven up the whole lump. And it obviously depends what seminary you went to. Henry Ward is an extremely passionate on the subject he writes about, and at the same time, he is passionate in his belief in Jesus Christ. He goes to great lengths to demonstrate the gradual use of the cross of from a pagan symbol in the pre-Christian era to become a worldwide symbol of Christianity today. He shows that it was not until the 4th century that we finally see the first use of, evidently, the cross that it's, I think it started as the Tau cross and then it went to, you know, the regular like it is today. Um, that was when we first saw the use of the cross in the 4th century. The public heart became so hardened as to allow an image of our Savior suspended on the cross. It inspired horror, then it was tolerated, and then it was revered. Then it was reverenced, and then it was loved, and then it was eventually worshipped. But it started out, when they started to incorporate this, people were horrified by it as they should be idols or any material image of fanciful likeness made by the hands of men to represent the invisible person or the things of the Godhead were strictly prohibited by the earliest Christians. And I think I made that case on the Bible verses that I just read you. And the cross was no exception, meaning it was strictly prohibited by the earliest Christians. The cross was no exception, especially its worship. The Research and references are impressive for his time, meaning the late 1800s. Besides scriptural references, he makes his case on many fronts from writings of the earliest Christians through Constantine, who is kind of credited as starting the Catholic Church, to replicas of symbols used throughout the ages, to the increasing use of the cross used on millions of tombs under Rome, but again, not until the later years of the 4th century. He claims that if the Christians of the time of Christ did not use the symbol uh, of the instrument of the savior, Savior's suffering and death, then we should not either. He uses the logic that if the Lord were shot, should we then use the symbol of a gun to revere him? This more befits his enemies than his friends. He is fair to the arguments in favor of the use of the cross and addresses these as well. The children of Israel could not just resist the urge to have their tangible golden calf by which they to send their devotions. Are we so different in our worship today? I say no. The book is well worth the time and consideration of any believing Christian. The next review says, Have you ever felt awkward kissing the murder weapon used, used on a loved one? Dana Ward Henry touches on this very issue and more... As the other reviewers have brought out, Ward attempts to redirect Christian emotions back to the real issue. Why Jesus suffered and died and the fact that did that 
in the fact that Jesus did die for us. I highly re recommend this book to any serious student of the Bible, of Christianity, or of the history of religions. Ward is extremely thorough, perhaps repetitive, but is also well-researched. My only criticism, and I'll say this because I want to be fair, my only criticism is that Ward was apparently very passionate, passionate about his view on the cross. Upon reading the book, you will find that Ward had enough evidence to be rightfully passionate about the matter. I think we've already heard enough to prove that he does take the issue too far in the end though when he offers the view that the cross is the mark of the beast obviously it's not but that doesn't discredit all the historical references all the historical facts how this is so easy to prove that this has always been a pagan symbol okay so however i excuse that point for ward was obviously disgusted with the cross and naturally he was trying to damn it further than the facts had already done okay all right, so I just think that's super important, guys. I don't want to see anybody doing anything that could be hindering them. And if this is something that you're doing and you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge because you're ignorant of Satan's devices, well, you know, I'm trying to provide so that you're not ignorant of Satan's devices. All right, let's go further. 558,000 sign a Wales, meaning in the UK, anti-20 20 mile per hour petition. They're trying to get you to drive 20 miles per hour as the maximum speed limit in Wales. In Singapore now, it's $183,000 to own a car in Singapore. Like this fee you have to pay, or, or at least they're going to institute this. And Amsterdam to impose a crazy 19 mile per hour speed limit. They're trying to get you off the road, out of your cars, and, um, you know, that's what they're trying to do. Let's go ahead and listen to this. All right, we're in the midst of a full-fledged war on drivers, and we have some big news from around the world. Three weeks ago on September 17th, Wales introduced a blanket 20-mile-per-hour speed limit. The government of Wales has gone forward with an absolutely monstrous policy. They've changed all of the speed limits to 20 miles per hour, practically with few exceptions that is such a slow speed limit to force the entire population to drive nearly all residential roads in wales have absolutely ludicrous new policies limiting the drivers to 20 miles per hour wales online is reporting that they put up 1100 signs that tells us how big of a policy this is 1100 new signs saying 20 miles per hour and this is on top of an additional 960 20 mile per hour zones. But if you think 20 miles per hour is insane, wait till you hear what the Netherlands are up to. In Amsterdam, the capital city, in just a couple months on December 8th, 2023, they're going to lower the speed limit to 18.6 miles per hour or 30 kilometers per hour, which is just absolutely nuts. So it seems like these countries that use kilometers per hour are going to be especially screwed. It looks like the New World Order wants to do 20 miles per hour and 30 kilometers per hour. But 30 kilometers per hour is only 18.6 miles per hour. So keep that in mind. And based on the number of signs they're putting up, this might be an even bigger operation than in Wales. According to nltimes.net. Oh, they'll try to bring this everywhere. But like I said, they always beta test first in these places that are already very much given over. And then they, you know, get see what they what obstacles they have to overcome and then they 
proceed further and expand it and expand it out, um, you know, to what, to the world. Hell. The city will be erecting almost 5,000 new speed signs yeah. and other, quote, infrastructure. Because that's what we need to be emphasizing, going that slow, which is you're going to get horrible gas mileage going that slow. Um, I even did a little bit of research in between. Um, now, this is from their official sources, and they even admit to this between 40 and 50 miles per hour is the supposedly the optimum cruising speed for high fuel economy cars and light trucks according to oak ridge national laboratory study of 74 different vehicles but fuel efficiency doesn't really start to drop until you reach speeds higher than 60. so the reality is is that you know and i understand they said this is residential i don't know what they are and the whatever but you know it'll, it'll go everywhere they're just trying to destroy the world is what they're trying to do they're just trying to annihilate you know, inch by inch, it's a cinch. Death by a thousand cuts. This is what it's just about making your life impossible to live miserable so that they can get you on UBI, stack and pack cities, so you'll have to take all your vaccines and do whatever Satan tells you to do. This is what, this is just one more step in that direction. Measures, which I take to mean speed cameras. Which I'm guessing, having read a bunch of this WHO UN documentation on road safety, will be blocking more and more lanes of traffic. So we have a number of shots here. So this gives us an idea of what's already been going on in the prior months leading up to this absurd 18.6 miles per hour speed limit in Amsterdam. We can see they put these flower pots all throughout the streets, oh, blocking numerous lanes. This shot right here. They're literally in the middle of the, the flower pots are literally in one lane. So you can't even use it. And I, I, you know, I've noticed that increasingly, even where I'm at here in North Carolina, it's just like they, they're just making everything smaller. They're, they're putting like those medians in the streets. And, and I mean, it's decorative. It's just money blown, just taxpayer money, totally blown. All it would end up doing is causing accidents, destroying your car. You're going to be more likely to run into these things. I mean, it's just satanic, every bit of it. This drone shot is especially telling. Of the four lanes of traffic, throughout the whole street, two of them are blocked off. At this part, three of the five lanes of traffic are totally blocked off and barricaded. This is totally absurd. And it also reminds me, too, of what Klaus Schwab said. After all the private car ownership is banned, he says they turn the highways of Los Angeles into parks. Mm -hmm. There's also a lot of weird footage. I don't totally understand. And they're, they're also believing at that point the world will be so depopulated from the kill shot, from all the other ways they're going to try to kill everybody off the planet. Now, I'm not saying God's going to let them get away with all this. Okay, I'm not saying they're going to get all their plans and everything is going to go their way or whatever. Like I said, they're way, way behind schedule. But this is what they are, are trying to project and um, bring into reality. But it does seem tyrannical wasteful and abusive of the citizens but they're just arbitrarily closing lanes of traffic and setting up these checkpoints reminiscent of east yeah. germany yeah he's showing pictures and like of them doing this on these videos in private car ownership and east germany is a really important historical reference point because one of the key ways they controlled the people is by taking away their autonomy and their right to travel which is exactly what we're seeing in so many of these wef NWO strongholds. 
it's really disgusting. So what what they're showing here too is the bicycles zipping up both both ways. They're not being blocked, but the people in the cars are. So if you drive a car, you're going to be discriminated. Get on a bicycle, little slave, and you know don't even dare, you know, uh, dare drive a car on the road. Respect for these RMC chauffeurs. Respect. Respect for these RMC chauffeurs. Okay, and this is another video, but I'm, I'm just going to fast forward. Who would be Garcetti? Told him that by 2030, the city would ban private car ownership. Mm -hmm. I think the words he used is that's the goal. The city will be private car driven free. Let's watch that clip. Actually, I had a discussion. Oh, Klaus Schwab. Some months ago with the mayor of Los Angeles. And you know Los Angeles is one of the... Now here he's talking to um, a whole room of these towelhead wearing Muslim sheik guys. The, again, and this is Islam. This is this. So he's addressing some of the biggest disgusting, child molesting, perverted types of people. Because that's what Islam is. I think I've proven that in part one. And they're they're I guess they don't have any problem with this. They're they're on board with this. They they uh, but you know they're satanic. He's satanic. Well, you know why wouldn't they be? Birds of a, of a feather flock together. They're both purely wicked and evil. So again, I I can understand why they would come together. Cities with the heaviest traffic. Who told me in 2030 Los Angeles will be private car driven free, and this will allow to transform highways into parks and oh, other that's what we public need. spheres. Yeah. What's interesting, though, is that the mayor of Los Angeles has a term limit that Garcetti just ran into. So I just find it interesting that Garcetti was so confident to make that claim to Klaus Schwab, who was so confident himself to relate to a global audience in public. Yet Garcetti couldn't be in office to carry out this plan. So how are they so sure that this is going to happen? Well, I'm guessing they know that the office will continue to be run by puppets. Of course. Who will carry out the evil will of these madmen architects behind the scenes, orchestrating this evil scheme. So Amsterdam will drop the speed limit to 18.6 miles per hour, and they're putting up 5,000 signs. It's also concerning to see headlines like this and articles like this from Forbes. The best time for road pricing was 60 years ago. The second best time is now. So they're trying to pretend like this isn't some oppressive, totalitarian, tyrannical policy to take everything the peasants own and totally enslave them. Oh, no, 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 this is a great time for this. You've got to do this. And I'm always reminded with this kind of thing of the Rockefeller Population Commission. Under Nixon's presidency, they tapped John D. Rockefeller III to basically come up with a plan to combat the population growth, which is so evil. Meanwhile, at the same time under the Nixon presidency, Rockefeller protege Henry Kissinger was drafting and implementing one of the most sinister, evil, insidious documents in U.S. government history, NSSM 200, also known as the Worldwide Population Plan of Action, or the Kissinger Report, as it's often called. Both of these are extremely genocidal documents. The Kissinger Report called for a capping of the world population at 8 billion but if we look at this Commission on the Population Growth in the American Future and go to Chapter 5, in new cities as well as old, environmental quality suffers from inadequate pricing of public facilities. Hmm. 
getting their excuses ready, I see. And check out this section. Look at this. Conservation of water resources, restrictions on pollution emissions, limitations on fertilizer and pesticides, preservation of wilderness areas, and protection of animal life threatened by man all require public regulation. Rules must be set and enforced. Complaints heard and adjudicated. And here's the key. Granted, the more we can find means of relying on the price system, the easier will be the bureaucratic task. The price system. So if you want people to consume less, just raise the price so nobody can afford it. Right. That's what they're proposing here. Yeah. I think this has strategically been implemented and is being implemented as we speak. Hence this article from last week in Forbes. The best time for road pricing was 60 years ago. Second best time. I, is I think they mean endless, endless tolls. And I think he's going to get into that. And this is also disastrous yeah, news for exactly. people who live in the UK. Right. London Mayor Sadiq Khan is adding another toll. This devil Muslim who was probably part of the celebration um, with all the other devil Muslims in London. Uh, this is their mayor. So he's going to. He's just issued a whole new uh, toll thing. The, I mean, this is just total insanity. So on top of the 12 and a half pounds per day, or 100 pounds per day if you drive a truck, <laughs> which Sadiq Khan is extorting through the ULEZ wow. extortion. It's just rack. like a big, it's just one big blackmail uh, extortion ring now when you get on the roads there. That's, that's all it is. Yeah. They're now adding exorbitant fines for driving through tunnels such as the Blackwell and Silvertown Tunnels. See, they don't want you to be able to work. They want it to cost way more for you to go to work than you're even getting paid. Or they want to just price everything out of existence so you will agree to go under the universal basic income. And in order to do that, you have to take all the vaccines they tell you to take to paint you into the smallest possible court. This is where these devils are all trying to take this. Between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m., they're charging cars four pounds each direction, each trip through the tunnel. So to give you an impression of how much this is really going to mess people up, RF gives an example of how this can really hurt people. I go through that tunnel six to eight times a day, <laughs> some days. Right. So eight times a day is 32 pounds a day. Wow. And then add another 12 and a half pounds for the USV. Mm. Despicable. This is pure evil. Yeah. Now we're being consistently gaslit Total and told, criminal. oh, the majority of the population wants there to be exorbitant fees right, yeah. for drivers. The majority of the population wants to cripple the middle and the lower classes, so that makes it okay. Of course, this is just a bold-faced lie, as we can see by this huge petition being circulated around Wales. We want the Welsh government to rescind and remove the disastrous 20 miles per hour law. Almost a half million signatures so far. And again, this policy has only been implemented for three weeks. And this petition is about as old. 458,000 signatures. And if that's not enough, look at this. In addition to 458,000 people signing a petition calling for the immediate suspension and reversal of this dreadful evil policy, when they opened for public comment, as the nation reports here, majority of responses to consultation oppose the introduction of a 20 mile per hour speed limit. So they keep gaslighting us. They say, yeah, we're enslaving you, but it has popular support, so we're gonna keep doing it. Oh, did we say enslave, we meant clean the air. 
So I think this photo of the spray-painted 20-mile-per-hour zone that says, listen to whales, is really emblematic and symbolic of what's going on and how much the people hate this and how much is just being shoved down everyone's throat to bring in the New World Order and the accompanying enslavement, mass poverty, and depopulation. So shout out to all the people who are resisting this evil tyranny. And this is a common pattern that we're seeing in all of these WEF strongholds. In addition to them drastically dropping the speed limit to a snail's pace, they're also erecting a bunch of speed cameras to automatically harass drivers who retain their right to travel. It's interesting, too, to note the timing of the speed cameras, because we're seeing speed cameras put up all over the world in right. huge numbers. This is really amping up. The multi-trillion... Really, the, the fines and the tolls and all that won't be enough. They'll have that you'll be getting tickets in the mail if you go like one mile per hour over the 18.6 mile per hour speed limit in Amsterdam and this type of stuff. I mean, just hellish, basically. I mean, I don't want to compare it to hell, but it's just, it's very bad. It's it's very uh, authoritarian, big brother, George, George Orwell, Brave New World type thing. Infrastructure plan for <laughs> Biden will result in a ton of speed cameras going up. Mm -hmm. There's also a so-called bipartisan bill called Safer Roads for All, which incentivizes these types of policies, drastic reductions in the speed limits, right. speed cameras, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important to note that right before they dropped the speed limit down to 20 miles per hour in Wales, they installed a bunch of speed cameras. It was a one-two punch. So I think we should seriously question where they're putting up these speed cameras if they're about to do something really tyrannical that they want automatically enforced. Now, I think this is one of the most horrific stories of the day. Look at this article on Reuters under their sustainable and electric vehicle supply chain category. This came out yesterday. In Singapore, a certificate to own a car now costs $106,000. According to this article from Reuters, they're saying it now costs $183,000 to own a car in Singapore. And when I read this, I thought back to that Klaus Schwab quote. Now, I don't understand because it says 106 and he had said 106 and then he said 183. So I, I, don't, I don't, I'm inclined to say it's 106,000. That just came across my radar yesterday. That all the cars will be automatically driven by AI. And that there will be no more private car ownership in Los Angeles by 2030. And so I started thinking, how could they possibly accomplish this? And now seeing this headline where the government say, well, there's too many cars. We need to have some way to keep the cars off our street. Let's have a finite number of these certificates and have people bid on them in an auction market. That's what they're doing in Singapore. And I worry that this is the tactic they're going to roll out across the world. It's just wave after wave after wave, attack after attack after attack on poor, innocent drivers, on the working-class drivers. It's absolutely sickening. And also in this vein, look at what they're announcing in the UK. Rishi Sunak to unveil forced transition to electric vehicles within weeks. The Prime Minister is sticking to the 2030 ban on the sale of petrol and diesel cars. So this is more than a multi-prong attack. So they're going to make you drive around these bombs, these essential, these lithium bombs that, that can go up in flames at any moment and um, are totally inefficient and totally dependent upon 
like typically coal production and to fuel the um, electrical charging stations and also irradiating you with EMFs at such a high level that it's not even remotely safe to be in an electric car. I've got These are all things I've got into in previous studies, but he's going to force transition you to electrical vehicles. So this prime minister here that they're talking about. This is a full spectrum assault, and it's absolutely infuriating. Now, speaking of Rishi Sunak, there was a big spectacle in the news where he pretended to go to bat for drivers and said that he was going to limit some of these 20 mile per hour zones. I don't buy it for a second. He seems fully on board with the New World Order and with the WEF. But what was interesting to me is when he came out and made these comments, the Daily Mail covered this, and they talked about this group called 20s Plenty for Us, which is touting the United Nations and the WHO's recommendations for road safety. 20, 20 miles per hour. All this stuff that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. They're really pushing for 20 miles per hour, and they have the wind of the establishment at their back. But what was shocking to me is this map in this Daily Mail article, which they sourced to 20s Plenty for Us. And it shows all of these planned 20 mile per hour zones, which in large part blanket cover central London and many other regions of London as well. These policies are to cripple private car ownership and the ability of the working and the poor to benefit from owning transportation machinery. So that map is from this Daily Mail article. Map shows UK's 20 mile per hour hotspots with 28 million people living under authorities with them in place or set to come in place. More than a third of population live in council areas with 20 mile per hour speed curbs. I find this all horrifying. And we can trace this right back to some of the most insidious evil groups in the world. The United Nations, the World Health Organization, etc., etc. We can see that the people who control these organizations have a death wish for much of humanity. They want to depopulate us. So why would we listen to any of their policies, especially disastrous ones, that will only result in mass poverty and death and democide? I think that's foolish. So this war on drivers will continue. It will only escalate. And I think we need to fight it tooth and nail because they're going to keep turning the temperature up. And if we don't hop out of that pot, we're going to be boiled alive. Yes. I wanted to, yeah, give us a little update on some of what's going around the on around the world. There, there's then there's this report: the U.S. debanking of Christians and conservatives. Now, this is CBN News. I've exposed them many, many times, but I'm gleaning from this report. I think this is, you know, they did a good job of uh, this particular subject. And let's begin this half hour with an increasing threat to Christian and conservative groups as they are facing a new kind of discrimination. Banks are closing their accounts, turning off payment processors, and putting some on a donor blacklist. What's even more troubling is that these actions are carried out under the cover of our federal banking laws. CBN's Dale Hurd reports on what's behind this growing trend. Banking has become weaponized. Christian and conservative groups are labeled high risk and then debanked or denied financial services. Among the victims, Indigenous Advanced Ministries, which helps orphans and widows in Africa. Oh, of course. Its account closed by Bank of America. 
family. Co- yeah, it sounds like a terrorist group. Yeah, you would. I mean, but if you were satanic, like Bank of America is, of course you're gonna close that. You, you can have, I'm sure, Antifa or the customers and Black Lives Matter and every trans group and every abortion group. That's fine, though. That's that's fine. Council of Arkansas, which works to promote traditional family values, canceled by J.P. Morgan Chase. And the pro-family Ruth Institute. It lost its payment processor after it was targeted by the Southern Poverty Law Center as a hate group. The office manager received an email saying, we're not going to do business with you anymore. She went right then and looked at our bank account and it was gone. The credit card processing was gone. And what qualified the Ruth Institute as an alleged hate group? The dream of the Ruth Institute is that every child be welcomed into a loving home with their own mother and father married to each other. Huh, of, Even course. The national- of course, of course, that's just totally purely against what, you know, the satanic Ten Commandments are, or Anton LaVey or Aleister Crowley. I mean, of course, they're they're going to debank you and, and erase your account. Committee for Religious Freedom, a multi-faith organization headed by former U.S. Senator and Religious Freedom Ambassador Sam Brownback, had its bank account closed by J.P. Morgan Chase. I went in to make a deposit at a branch here in Kansas uh, about three or four weeks after we'd opened up the account, I think, and the teller there said uh, that account's been closed. I go what? I uh, said, yeah, it's, uh, that account's been closed. Your funds will be being sent to you in a couple of weeks. Banking expert Nick Anthony says federal law gives banks a myriad of excuses to cancel groups whose values present what's termed reputational risks. He adds the real culprits may also be federal regulators who can pressure banks to cancel certain groups. Banks are deputized as de facto law enforcement investigators. And they face a very real consequence of missing anything. When banks have concerns about money laundering or suspicious source of funds, or they don't like where the funds are going for any reason, they're prohibited from telling customers what the actual reason is. They're prohibited from telling people that they filed these reports to the government and now something has gone awry. That said, Anthony believes the law is also being used as cover to cancel groups banks don't like. Sam Brownback would later learn that J.P. Morgan Chase canceled his group after designating him as a politically exposed person with a customer risk profile, a designation that's only supposed to be applied to foreign nationals, not former U.S. senators. Nevertheless, J.P. Morgan... One of them to call evil good and good evil. And that's that's where we've gotten to as a as a society. Evil is good and good is evil. So, you know, that's how they they view things. Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said no apologies are necessary. It's no secret that corporate boardrooms are under pressure from liberal groups to push DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion which includes the LBGTQ agenda. The most powerful investment firm in the world, BlackRock, has stated that LGBT diversity is in their DNA. And nearly every major credit card issuer has openly donated money to the LGBTQ cause, a cause most conservative faith groups oppose. The profit motive is not their only motive anymore. The people who are choosing the regulatory process are people who have a vision for family life in America, for uh, human sexuality, and they're using their power to create a world in their own image. Yeah, exactly. Absolute, total, 
you know, uh, pure evil, pure evil. But I wanted to make you aware of it. I, I want to make you aware of this uh, regarding this. Next report, digital abomination, transhumanism and the new AI religion and the globalist agenda for your future. Another CBN report. I have reported on this before. This is just more of a little a bit of an update because this is as insane as it sounds. This is something that you are going to be seeing more and more and more of microchips implanted in our brains and artificial intelligence much smarter than humans appearing on this week's edition of the global lane the author of the book dark eon exposes the globalist agenda for the future joe allen explains scientism the techno elites believe that science and technology not god are the means to human salvation scientism very basically is the belief that scientific inquiry and discovery will answer all of the existential questions in human life all those questions which religion seeks to satisfy scientism uh, holds up material discovery as the uh, the means of salvation the means of transcendence transhumanism is an outgrowth of that transhumanism is the idea that Technology will be the, the instrument of that salvation, the instrument of that transcendence. So this is not uncommon knowledge, I think, in our era. It's, in fact, very obvious, especially in the wake of the pandemic. Well, you mentioned that Gnostics believed in Sophia, a feminine figure that had godlike features, the female twin of Jesus, they believed. So is it by accident that one of the best-known robots of our time is named Sophia? Tell us mm. more about that significance. So the robot Sophia addressed the UN yet again for their uh, Sustainable Development Goals meeting. Uh, Sophia takes her name directly from the uh, Gnostic Aeon uh, Sophia. So... Um, the robot was created by Hanson Robotics. Uh, David Hanson, founder of Hanson Robotics, named Sophia after the character Sophia in Philip K. Dick's novel, Vallis. The novel Vallis has a Gnostic premise. The character Sophia is meant to uh, symbolize the Sophia of Gnosticism. And if you look at the statements from David Hanson, if you look at David Hanson's Ph.D., dissertation uh, and of course other figures in and around Hanson Robotics it's without a doubt there's there's no denying it uh, they are seeking to create a sort of technological inversion of what the ancient Gnostics put forward well Elon Musk is and again Gnostic what that means is relating to knowledge especially esoteric mystical knowledge Esoteric is like means I believe hidden, mystical. It's it's a lot what like Freemasonry in these secret societies base things on off of a, not in the order of the Golden Dawn OTO. Um, a lot of the satanic and Luciferian cults they they get into that um, Gnosticism. Okay, so it's it's evil, it's wicked. I just wanted to you know let you know. Talked about implanting an AI microchip into our brain. Do you really see that happening? What would that mean for humanity? Uh, well, it, it, I'm seeing right here as they're showing Elon Musk talks, um, Neuralink, and this is from Tesla, their their YouTube channel. Neuralink begins human trials, and they're showing this Neuralink thing 
on somebody's oh my word i mean it's inserted right into their brain from their skull um yeah i mean they're not they're they're right out in the open with it this is some sick sick evil twisted and elon musk is right on the spear tip of evil okay i mean the guy is pure evil make us smarter destroy us both so Elon Musk, who uh, September 18th uh, discussed this with Benjamin Netanyahu and that. also a number uh, two other prestigious AI two totally wicked devils in a pod like peas in a pod. Uh, he foresees a potential future in which he said hundreds of millions or billions of people would be implanted with these in order to guide AI according mm. to human will. And um, this is not... No, the AI would be guiding your will because you're not even human, fully human anymore. You are a cyborg. You are part human, part machine. That's what a cyborg is. Okay? Now, what they want really, and what... And I hate to say this, but the people that got the COVID kill shots, depending on how much God's intervened, and, and I'm not saying God can't, whatever, but they're getting the triple upgrade because they're there's all kind of nanotech in the shots okay you you get a 12 digit alphanumeric code that can be picked up on bluetooth phones if you have the right programs when you get these covid kill shots okay so you've got the neural uplink you've got the nanotech in you the self-replicating nanotech and as you get more and more of the kill shots you get more nanotech layered in so not only is it creating turning you into a cyborg to a certain extent but also beyond that it's modifying your dna okay that's another thing that's it's deleting genes it's modifying your dna these are all things i have reported on at length in the past so that's the other part of transhumanism where your dna is modified to a point where you're no longer fully human anymore so the the trifecta is okay you're human but then you're you're also um the humanity is being modified by the DNA altering aspects of these kill shots and then also the uh, nanotech and, and in this case Neuralink's more overt I mean it's more of a, a larger type of thing they're putting in your brain turning you into a cyborg this is all part of humanity 2.0 which is what transhumanism is based off of it's an abomination in the sight of God it's totally wicked it's totally evil and there is no good within it and it's just designed to get as many people as possible into hellfire and then the lake of fire for eternity something that will happen Neuralink his company Musk's company just got FDA approval but uh, there are two other companies, BlackRock Neurotech, funded by Peter Thiel, and Synchron, uh, which is funded by both Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates. Both of these companies already have brain-computer interfaces implanted in human brains that allow them to interact with digital devices by way of artificial intelligence. This is already a reality. Well, what about the human soul here, Joe? Uh, while they may be smarter than most humans at this point, AI and robots lack a soul. And it sounds like uh, these creators are trying to play God or replace God. So what difference does all this make? In their conception, and this is a generalization, but it's one that holds true for the vast majority of the people, uh, transhumanists, futurists, accelerationists, long-termists, they you pretty much universally see the human brain as the soul. The patterns of the human brain 
are what Christians would call the soul. They are almost entirely atheist. They see the, these systems as being the creation of godlike artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence. In fact, Mo Gaudat himself uh, describes it explicitly in these terms. He believes that the programmers at Google are creating a god that never existed in his mind. They are playing yeah. with fire. Yeah, it's, it's big time. Yeah, trying to play God. So what do we do about it? Um, you know, at this point, uh, given that we're talking about the wealthiest man on Earth, uh, the most powerful corporations on Earth, the most powerful military on Earth, and all of their competitors in China, India, and Israel, and Europe – uh, I think probably this is not the most optimistic. Um, the brace yourself. Not much we can do. I mean, uh, I, I think on an individual level, there's plenty. And on a communal level, there's plenty. But I think there's going to be a lot of sacrifices for anybody who doesn't want to play along with this whole thing. Okay, the book is Dark Aeon, Transhumanism and the War Against Humanity. Joe Allen, thanks for providing us with your insights. We appreciate it. What about prayer? I mean, he says there's not much we can do. I mean, it's a Christian channel. Why wouldn't they at least suggest prayer, educating others, uh, praying against this wickedness? And again, that's why I have those prayer points um, at the start, you know, of the of the broadcast. Uh, okay, so let's go further. <clears throat> Recent New Zealand conference mass testing for body tech and results thereof. This is from that Dr. Michaela um, that I've. Uh, played a lot of her clips they found that at this new zealand conference they were testing for all the stuff with the blood that we've been talking about when they do it under live blood cell um they found that nearly all people now have these structures um that they're they're finding um all the the, the a lot of the things that they're finding in the covid vaxxed that all, nearly all people have it now, regardless of their VAC status. And the animals, too. Okay. So, um, the New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out with Science conference was held with approximately 800 att attendees. As it was, it was labeled as the Truth, Justice, and Healing Conference. We set up three microscopes. Dr. Nixon and myself with Darkfield, plus one skin inspection microscope. As... The numbers were a bit overwhelming at times, meaning the numbers of people they had come into their booth. We switched between doing skin and blood on the big scopes. The first day was a marathon of 12 hours. Abnormal structures are being formed in basically everybody. I am seeing a lot of new forms, meaning forms on the blood that she's never seen before appearing. Now, to view these slides, I give you the link. There's nothing. It, they don't. There's not a lot of verbiage with this. They just put up slide after slide after slide after slide of these weird insane stuff that they've never seen before on on live blood cell which again i did back in 93 94 when i was in practice in uh, fort myers florida and um yeah i never i never saw structures like that in when i was doing it back and it, i mean live blood cell is pretty much the same as it was then as it was today I, I i don't see a whole lot of difference maybe they've got better microscopes now and things of this nature but it looks very similar to what i remember and um yeah i never saw structures like that okay so i had some listeners ask me about this and um this is entitled un general assembly approves global pandemic authority 
with lockdown enforcement powers. Dennis Francis, president of the UN General Assembly, or UNGA, has ignored the objections of 11 countries and approved the UN Declaration on Pandemic Prevention, Preparedness, and Response without submitting it to the full assembly vote. But I guess they just went ahead and railroaded it and rammed it through, even though there were 11 company, uh, countries that objected to it. This declaration aims to form a global pandemic authority that has a range of disturbing powers, such as the ability to enforce lockdowns, push for universal vaccinations, and censor what it deems as misinformation. Some of the points call for include increased surveillance and digital health documents. The declaration supports the use of digital health technologies for implementing the support, supporting health and measures and bolstering national uh, response efforts. And in the event of a health emergency or pandemic, vaccine passports would fall under the category of digital health technologies. Also, universal vaccination. Another alarming component of the declaration is that uh, is the deep concern it expresses about dropping vaccination rates around the world. Well, yeah, well, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It vows to support the research and the development of vaccines, calling routine vaccination a cost-effective and efficient public health intervention. Really, public health, uh, really, uh, public, um, like, eradication program is really what they should say. The declaration calls for improving routine immunization, vaccination, and outreach capacities, including by providing evidence-based information on promoting confidence, uptake, and demand, in addition to expanding vaccine coverage to prevent outbreaks, as well as the spread and reemergence of communicable diseases. I don't think they're going to be able to uh, pull this off near as efficiently as they did the first time around. Um, too many people are have been too horrifically affected and are outraged over what was done to them and their families over the whole COVID kill shot depopulation death and misery agenda so then making COVID-19 related temporary powers permanent the declaration also emphasizes the need to build on practices and lessons that were learned from the pandemic and turn temporary powers into permanent ones so just again more big brother draconian garbage uh, also establishing a pandemic fund $30 billion a year for critical investments. Uh, and then censoring vaccine critics. That's a big one, like me. The new declaration also voices concerns that health-related misinformation and disinformation, which is actually truth, is what they mean, negatively impacted routine immunization services globally. Yeah, well, praise God, I hope it did. And calls for measures to be implemented to address what it consider, considers to be misinformation, particularly on social media platforms, it also wants to take steps to counteract vaccine hesitancy and create more trust in public health authorities. Same old garbage we've been I've been reading you about these types of devils for a long time now. Um, there the the move is causing a lot of concern among those who understand its implications, like Center for Security Policy President Frank Gaffney, who calls it unprecedented. He also said there's no getting around the fact that it's going to come at the expense of the sovereignty of various nations that will subsequently be told that they have an emergency and told what they have to do about it. Bioweapons expert and law professor Francis Boyle, Juris Doctorate, PhD, said this is a full court press to have the entirety of the United Nations organization, its specialty agencies, and its affiliated organizations back up and support their proposed globalist who worldwide totalitarian medical and scientific police state. Crit critics are also concerned that the declaration support of the COVID-19 style restrictions will close schools and essentially force women out of their jobs 
and potentially into poverty. Well, I imagine it's going to force men too. Uh, nearly a dozen nations were against the declaration. The representatives of 11 countries wrote a letter to the president of that of UNGA expressing the reservations about the declaration. The letter stated, our delegations are convinced that this is in no, no way to handle a multilateral and intergovernmental negotiations on issues of great relevance for the international community, particularly in developing countries. Boyle is accusing the UNGA of misrepresenting the declaration by having the UNGA president approve it because they knew it would not pass the UNGA as a consensus resolution given the 11 objections. Yeah, may God rain down his fury on their wicked actions. Uh, then just little update on this guy. Dangerous betrayal. RFK, I think RFK Jr. threatens to uh, Americans with CDC quarantines, tyrannical PCR tests, pseudoscience. So this is this is a short video. Okay, I've, I've exposed this Robert F. Kennedy devil um, one of the ones running for president, he's nothing but a devil, uh, was, uh, you know, I've just key in his uh, name in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. We've done a lot on this guy. This is just a little more on him that, that you know, came out recently. You quarantine the sick, you isolate the vulnerable. You quarantine the sick, you quarantine the sick. Uh, when we get our next pandemic, like we had with So COVID he's at some town hall thing. And... We're seeing his true colors now. So he's being questioned at a town hall. When we get an aspect pandemic like we had with COVID, how would you attack that? He's asking this RFK if he ever got in to be president. But how would you attack that? How would you try to get the country squared away so that we wouldn't be uh, suffering like we did in the last one? Uh, I mean, the answer to that is I would do... I'd the pandemic preparedness protocols from WHO, CDC, the European Medical So he's going to go along with whatever the, the WHO says and the CDC and all the devils that gave us the COVID scamdemic, locked us down, gave us the kill shot, gave us the PCR test, you know, annihilated people, killed people, you know, mutilated people, killed loved ones. He'd, he'd go along with whatever they said. In other words, that that's what this devil's saying. Association, the NHS, National Health Service in England, have said for decades, which is you quarantine, you don't do masks. Quarantine, so that would be, I'm assuming forced quarantines. What if somebody doesn't want to be quarantined? doesn't matter. You do quarantines, um, you quarantine, you don't do mass lockdowns ever? Lockdowns ever. Oh, okay, so he's trying to, he's trying to um, extricate himself from what he just said when he said he was go how can you say that when the cdc and the who and the un and all these other people he would go along with are telling you that you need to have a mass lockdown how are you going to take their recommendations but not do mass lockdowns ever but then at the same time you say you're going to quarantine so you're speak trying to speak out of both sides of your mouth because you're a double-tongued lying devil is what you are and a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And he's a fork-tongued devil. You isolate the vulnerable. I would do uh, the pandemic preparedness protocols from WHO, CDC, the European Medical Association, the NHS, National Health Service yeah. in England. So you, Satan, he'd do exactly what Satan would tell you. You isolate the vulnerable. 
You quarantine the sick, you isolate the... Yeah, so right out of the, the horse's mouth there, just one more um, evidence that this guy's a total devil straight from the pit of hellfire. Uh, okay, and then the last part here, I, I've been meaning to cover this for a while. This is important because I get a lot of my listeners, I've got a lot of my listeners in the last while forwarding me reports from this news source, okay? Popular conspiracy site, The People's Voice TV, formerly newspunch.com, and then formerly yournewswire.com. The reason they're doing this is that it's like a chameleon that's trying to morph into um, different derivations so that they're not labeled and caught, okay? Even though they have been. So the People's Voice TV, newspunch.com, and yournewswire.com, they were all the same. These sites are some truth commingled with lies, okay, and run by a pro-Kremlin gay Iranian who once worked for the BBC and Christ-hating David Icke. Uh, I had a listener send me this, and this isn't her fault. I'm not mad at anybody, but it, it, was, a, it was entitled USDA caught pumping messenger RNA vaccines into all organic produce across America. That got my attention. The USDA caught pumping messenger RNA vaccines into all organic produce. Vaccines into produce across America. The people's voice. Um, she said, I just saw the link in this article on Twitter today. Every one of my extended family and friends I have shared it with so far reported um, reported not hearing this info elsewhere. Yeah, you're not going to hear it elsewhere because it's a lie. There is some truth in the report, but the main premise of the report is a total lie. Please take this time and read this article and share with your listeners. I did. Um, my response, I said, okay, I read this, but nowhere nowhere did I see that they were doing this to, quote, produce. I mean, they're implying this may be done, which I agree, okay, and sometime in the future, but they are insinuating by the title that this is being done right now. This is discussing organic, the, the report is actually discussing organic livestock being vaccinated, which I have warned about, but the clickbait nature of this report regarding produce being back. How do you vaccinate produce? I mean, I understand there's ways I guess you can do it. Okay. But um, the clickbait nature of the report, the, the regarding produce being vaccinated is a big reason why a report like this would lose all credibility. This is all by design as I just started watching that video and I believe nothing from that website. Now, granted, I'm not saying it's all fake. But it's some truth commingled with some big whopper lies every single time they put something out. A little leaven, meaning bad doctrine, leaveneth the whole lump. And stuff like this is what discredits our whole movement. And devils like this that put this out, that's how they make their living. They're doing it by design, on purpose. It is from People's Voice TV, 
with that creepy fake news guy they always have mixing truth with lies now i'm gonna let you hear his voice so you know who i'm talking about because you've probably heard his voice to me these reports come off as just so over the top and like overblown and just to me they come off as is almost like like fake like overtly fake and it's almost like are you gonna buy this from this obviously fake guy that's putting this information out i understand for a lot of people oh he, he looks authoritative he's dressed nice he's this or he's that i'm sorry guys i just i i i had a creepy feeling about this guy the first time i ever saw him and as i started looking into him more it's like i realize why we're going to get into his background as the globalist elite continue finding it harder and harder to convince humanity to submit to COVID jabs and endless boosters, they are having to find cunning new ways to force their jabs on us. Okay, and, and again, I have no problem with that. The people's voice, we are determined to continue the people's voice. speaking truth to power and uh -huh. holding the elite to account. If the mainstream media won't do their job properly, somebody has to. Yeah, but you're going to commingle a ton of lies with some truth. So you're you're not the solution either, devil. We can't do it alone. Please subscribe to the channel and like this video to help us spread the message. Yeah, they, they want to spread as much disinformation, truth commingled with lies as possible. Right. Reporting on the globalist elite is a full-time job because, as the Bible tells us, <laughs> wickedness doesn't sleep. Oh, I, love, I love it when they play the Bible card. This guy's a gay Iranian who's a liberal, who's married to a guy, an, an American, okay? I, I've got, I, I give you a link to their gay wedding. You can watch their gay wedding. Okay, he is a devil. He doesn't care. And I, I, I get in the car and, and if Sean Hannity's on or whatever, that devil. And then that, that one guy of relief factor or whatever. And that one fake guy comes on who used to call himself a doctor. Now he doesn't. He's probably exposed. And he says, oh, my back pain was so bad when I was kneeling in the church. And I'm like, you devil. They, these people just play the religious card. They play the Bible card just in order to get get you to get your guard down and for you to think, oh, well, surely he wouldn't lie about something like that. They lie like a rug for a living. That's all they do is lie. They're, I mean, their father is the father of lies. And he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. This devil is no different, okay? So let's look at this guy. Um, so, conspiracy, popular conspiracy series conspiracy site the people's voice tv run by pro kremlin gay iranian who once worked for the bbc and for david Icke. this is not slander it's not a rumor okay this is you can find all this stuff i give you the links to find it he openly admits to it okay he's just hoping you'll never find out that that an iranian would peddle kremlin propaganda he's and it reminds me of sorsha fall that disinformation news site cut from the same cloth as this guy except source of fall was way over the top they they were i mean it's always like oh kremlin just reported today they've been around since i've been looking into alternative i mean i think back into the late 90s and i learned long ago that source of fall is total lies i mean but again some truth commingled with a whole lot of lies um and i've learned a long time ago that they're nothing but um they're, they're a cult actually it's the cult of sorcia fall it's a literal cult and i think their leader is always sorcia fall but it that leader can change it's like whoever is in in power they are called sorcia fall and then they step down and the other person is called sorcia it's very very strange i have a whole file on them i'm not going to get into that but they're cut from the same cloth 
and they're always citing the Kremlin, okay? Um, that an Iranian would peddle Kremlin propaganda is no surprise, as the Republic of Iran has been the lapdog for the Soviet Union and its successor for decades. But how many Western conservatives would think twice if they learned that their favorite conspiracy website were run by a homosexual and former lackey of the Marxist mainstream rag Britain or the BBC? Oh yeah, and he helped it the he helped advance the new age uh, David Icke shill in his controlled opposition products as well, who's another one that Alex Jones has on a lot. The recently rebranded fake news conspiracy site, The People's Voice TV, formerly newspunch.com, formerly yournewswire.com, a favorite of many conspiracy-oriented Western conservatives, is run by a 40-year-old homosexual Iranian named Sean Adi Tabata, Tabatabai? Tabatabai. Yeah, okay. And here is a link to the story about him, okay? He is believed to reside in Los Angeles, California, with his husband, Sinclair Treadway. Not only does his homosexuality jive with the leftist status quo. Oh, hold on. I thought he was just quoting the Bible. He goes on there to pontificate more about the Bible because that's how he's sucking you in, okay? He's trying to ride the coattails of the Bible so that you'll let your guard down and he gains credibility in your eyes. And then he's going to throw a whole bunch of truth commingled with lies at you and hope you believe it and spread it. Not only um, does his homosexuality drive with the leftist status quo, so does his status as a racially mixed couple. The two married in London in 2014 and was among the first gay marriages in England. Here's a video to the wedding. I give you a link to it if you want to go watch it. He lives with Sinclair, his American husband. They signed the register in Camden, I guess UK, one minute past midnight to get married, I guess, on the day that David Cameron legalized gay marriage. That's how bad they wanted these two queer guys wanted to get married. Okay? They signed this thing one minute after it was legalized. Their apartment is filled with art, and I can't help but notice a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker, too. <laughs> I wonder what the art is, because this reporter went to his apartment and interviewed him, okay? Um, most of my friends and I, and I would say me too, are liberals. That's a direct quote he said to this reporter. This is all a line facade to dupe Westerners that go to his website. That's all it is. He is a homosexual Iranian with Kremlin ties and all kind of other horribly sketchy ties as well. He says, most of my friends, and I would say me too, are liberals. But I thought he was just talking about the Bible. I thought he was, oh, we're, we're this bastion of whatever. No, you're a liar from the pit of hell, devil. That's what you are, and I'm here to expose you. Why is a trendy Iranian homosexual running a news site targeting Western conservatives with a mixture of fake and partially true news stories? Joel Harding, a former U.S. intelligence officer and Kremlin propaganda expert, said yournewswire.com, which was one of his earlier sites, was used by Russians as a proxy site to spread disinformation. It seems, I mean, I saw the disinformation. I would look at his reports early on and I'm like, number one, I don't buy this, this dog and pony show he's portraying. This concerned guy in a suit. It just seems overblown. It seems 
there's something very off to me about this whole thing. And then I would listen to what he was saying and I'm like, no, that's a lie. Oh, that's a lie. You know, there's some truth there, but then there's that, there's a lie there. And I got, I quickly learned that this guy was, was an absolute, um, total disinformation at the end of the day. Okay. But it took me a while because there's so many devils that are putting out bad information. It took me a while to actually put something together like this file. And this is why I'm finally covering it. Because a lot of people are getting sucked in by this guy. I'm not judging any of my listeners or anyone else getting sucked in. I'm just here to warn you. And it does make me angry. Not at my listeners, but at devils like this that will go out of their way to just, you know, do garbage like this. Laugh it all the way to the bank, I guess. You know, into their Kremlin handlers. So, um, it seems that Aldi Tabatabai, whatever, is fully aware that he is a Russian proxy. His popular reach online doesn't make sense if he is just a queer trying to make a buck off right-wing kooks. Queer is not a bad word. They call themselves queer all the time. The gays. What makes more sense is that his popular reach has been... Uh, achieved systematically with the help of a well-run military operation of Russia's psychological warfare division. It also explains why all or most of his cross-promoters also share pro-Kremlin, pro-Iranian views. It also tends to show the hollowness of both Russia and Iran's so-called opposition to homosexuality. They seem to be fine with it when it suits them. Islam and authoritarian regimes like Russia are rife with homosexuality and pedastry. And again, we just talked about the Dancing Boys of Afghanistan and all that other stuff. Okay. They're fine with raping little boys. Okay. In Islam. Okay. So, the, again, great point. Um, Altabath, uh, whatever. Alid. I'm just going to call him Alid. Okay. I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name. He said to the Evening Standard, I love Russia today. With shows like Sean, it's no wonder that pro-Kremlin fake news goes viral online. Fake news um, lies like that. Uh, fake news lies like Russia has banned GMOs, or Putin kicked the Rothschilds out of Russia, or the Jewish billionaire George Soros was banned from Russia. All total lies. Because I've seen a lot of that come from him. Okay. Oh, here's another. Here's another site that's total disinformation. Just so you know. Um. I check it every once in a while just to see what garbage they're up to. It's called realrawnews.com. You know, and you go up there and it's like um, Marine Corps, you know, goes into uh, Lahaina and kills all the bad guys and liberate. Why, why is it more of a, if that's the case, why is it more of a, of a police state now than ever from all the reports I'm getting back? Um, just lie after lie after lie there. And then this one is just total lies. I mean, there's, I don't think there's any truth at all in this. Okay. Real at all. Nothing with this guy. He's more dangerous to people's voice because he will commingle some truth, but with some whopper lies, every single report, it's always the same. Uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen it, um, go any other way. So it goes on to say that a Kremlin shill is a homosexual is hardly surprising considering the KJB 
seems to prefer sexually compromised men to carry out their dream of a world communist dictatorship right down to Vladimir Putin himself. Well, that would make sense. Ironically, conspiracy writer Henry Maycow, also pro-Kremlin, whose online persona is based on exposing homosexuality and feminism as drivers of the New World Order, constantly promotes uh, all these fake news pieces. Of course, Henry is not the only one. Many of the major uh, conspiracy uh peddlers promote the people's voice tv now they could call me that but i'm trying i'm doing my level-headed best always to put out truth okay these guys are overtly putting out lies okay truth commingled with lies like this people's voice tv or whatever um another one that promotes him a lot is twitter user at illuminati bot with close to a million followers is probably the biggest spreader of aldi's fake news while this information is devastating to Aldi's credibility, he has found a way of skirting detection. He changes his brand every so often, meaning he rebrands he re himself. Obviously, I just gave you how he, what he's done. As mentioned above, his brand has gone through at least two changes. I would bet that eventually he will lose the People's Voice TV brand and create another one, being the slimy devil that he is. I am sure he uses several other proxy sites to help astroturf his lies, as the structure and content of several conspiracy theory fake news sites look very similar. Whether it's his mom writing pieces or Aldi apparently using pseudonyms like Dimitri Baxter. Okay, so I wanted you to be aware of that because it's important and a lot of people are trusting that guy like he is the gospel truth and it's a whole lot of leaven when you go to that site okay last report the trusted news initiative is a tool to brainwash the world if you follow mainstream media it's possible that you are the target of a brainwashing tool developed to get everyone on the same page regarding specific events you may have seen this video where members of the media parrot word for word a message that someone wants to get out okay so i'm just going to play only 46 seconds of this and this is along the same lines of the last report and again that's a big reason why this ministry exists is to warn people about lies you know all right so let's go ahead and play this Hi, I'm Fox San Antonio's Jessica Headley. And I'm Ryan Wolf. Our, Our greatest, greatest responsibility. The news site Deadspin recently produced a mashup video that went viral and unsettled many Americans. Plaguing our country. It exposed how America's largest broadcaster forced its local anchors to read an Orwellian script. The Sinclair Broadcasting Group demanded its local anchors recite the same lines, demonizing media and sowing distrust with warnings like this the oh they don't have to demonize anything they are demons i mean the mainstream media is demons but this is now this first part this is i'm only playing 46 seconds it's put up by the new york times so we know they've got some other agenda and and if you continue to listen they're pushing their agenda then okay but this part of it i think is is noteworthy okay and false news has become all too common on social media. More alarming, some media outlets publish these same fake stories without checking facts first. What's worse, if you actually watch Sinclair's programming, you'll see they violate almost everything they warn against. Yeah, well, they probably do. Okay, so it would be nice to think that this is a one-off, but really it's not. It's Propaganda 101. Jo Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi granddaddy of propaganda, was credited with the following statement. If you and this was part of my avion flu presentation back in uh, 2006 when I did the 14 city tour. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained 
only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of that lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent, for the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie. And thus, by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Absolutely. Sound familiar? What is what is the trusted news initiative? Well, there's a there's a troubling group of media behemoths from around the world that have joined forces to get out a coordinated message, as you saw in the video above. Here's some more um, here's some more truth right from the horse's mouth. The Trusted News Initiative is a partnership founded by the BBC. We just talked about them. That includes organizations from the globe, around the globe, including the AP, the AFP, the BBC, the CB, C, CBC, Radio Canada, European Broadcasting Network, Financial Times, Information Futures Lab, Google, YouTube, The Hindu, The Nation's Media Group, Meta, Microsoft, Thomas Reuters, Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, Twitter, The Washington Post, Kompas, Indonesia, uh, Indonesia, Dawn, Pakistan, in Indian Express, NDTV, India, ABC, Australia, SBS, Australia, NHK, um, in Japan, TNI members work together to build an audience's trust and to find solutions to tackle challenges of disinformation. Um, well, they're doing the exact opposite of what they claim they're doing. Okay, they're trying to make sure you never get the truth. Okay, or if you get the truth, it's their version of it and it's going to be commingled with a ton of lies, just like that Aldi guy at the People's Voice TV. By and, and remember, Jesus Christ said that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Okay, and it, particularly going into the end times, and that's what they do. They're waxing, meaning they're growing worse. They're they're deceived, and they themselves are deceiving you, are trying to deceive you. And that's what we're here to combat at contendingfortruth.com. So, um, yeah, by including media organizations as social media platforms, it is the only form in the world of its kind designed to take on disinformation really it's designed to take on the truth in real time they're they're trying they're taking on the truth meaning they're trying to um annihilate the truth they're trying to corrupt the truth you know they're making sure you can't get the truth is what they're really saying here so this is the height of propaganda organized voices shouting down anyone who dissents and if the shouting doesn't work they'll coordinate attacks to ruin the dissenter's life and then they go on to prove that in this article but i'm that's all i have for today um and god bless you and lord willing we will see you in the next audio scott johnson's 1000 plus audio teachings and pdf documents are available for free 24 7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com that's c-o-n-t-e-n-d-i-n-g F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. 2359 Highway 70 Southeast number 321 K
Hickory NC 28602 or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.